Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you feel like it's all about to go off the rails, God loves your kid more than you do. I promise you, he really does. And he's a better parent than even you are. <laughs> and it is, it's that thing. I've, so I've talked with a couple parents just recently. You know, it's the season for graduation parties and and just kind of been like asking them about their headspace, and and they've just been like, you know, just kind of having to hold our kids like this, and just pray. Like that's one dad. That's what he said to me. All I can do is pray. That's all I can do. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, that what does that feel like? You know, for somebody you love that much to be have the freedom that they have. And I just, I mean, you think about that now and it's a reflection of God's father heart to you and I and how he doesn't make us love him, but he wants us to choose him and he chooses us no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, right? Okay, so I'm way off my notes, but I'm gonna get back in. Um, The whole flesh and spirit thing. God told me in that moment, and this will be on the screen, what offends me in my flesh is a moment of opportunity to be made alive with the Spirit of God. And so it was kind of like a moment of him saying to me, why are you shocked right now? Why do you feel this awkward tension? Duh, this is how it is. The flesh and the Spirit are in conflict with each other. So you have an opportunity to live into one or the other. And I'm telling you, it really was like a stern revelation. But I just was like, oh, man, Thank you, Jesus, that this is a moment that I can actually grow more and more like you. I can be made more alive in you than I was 30 seconds ago. See, the Lord has begun to renew my mind and change my thinking when it comes to awkward moments like this. This is why it's vital for us as believers to have our mind be renewed by what this says And we need a spiritual understanding, the depth of insight to actually get this. Because there are are many people that could rattle these scriptures off to you, but they don't know Jesus. Because they don't have the spirit of God inside them. Because their mind hasn't been renewed. Because all they have is this this head knowledge of everything. But they haven't taken taken any time to put their heart on the table and let Jesus get his surgical knives out and start cutting things to deepen understanding Young people who are graduating and moving into the next thing, you are about to enter into some exciting times in your life. But I'm telling you too, another truth that's been revealed to me, my 20s have not been what was advertised to me through Instagram or movies, okay? And that's many things, you know? That's all the way from the the freedoms, the dreams, the responsibilities, the self-image. Come on, that's real. It's not what, I'm just, I want to be real with you young people in the room. And I mean, don't not receive this if you're, if you feel like this isn't for you. But it's just, I will say, my 20s have been way more meaningful than what's advertised to me online. Way more. And I feel like Jesus is plowing hard ground in my heart I'm partnering with him. It's actually like he's inviting me to do this with him. And it's, it's this vulnerability between us. It's kind of this awkwardness of saying, I'll let you see my bare naked soul for who I really am. And he's like, that's what I want. Now let's get to work. 
So you, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, you, many things are going to become real for you in a way that's too much and too fast for you to take in. But I want you to know you've got a church praying for you. You've got people who love you, all right? So you're not alone in this thing. There's so many things to figure out in adulting. There are so many. And, and I'll tell you this, too. Your mom and dad were right about pretty much everything, okay? <laughs> pretty much. So if you think you're smarter than your parents, we'll see where you are 18 months from now, okay? You'll call them. You'll be like, hey, you got dinner because I'm hungry. You will. You will. But be actually encouraged by this thought of what offends your flesh is a moment to be made alive with the Spirit of God. Don't let that be like, oh, that's hard. It's hard to receive. Let that make you come alive. When we operate in a posture of submission, I have this as well if you want to note this. When we have a posture of submission and how absolutely Jesus moves, then there's constant dependency on God's presence and on his Spirit. So when all the responsibilities of life, when all the decisions of life are coming on you, and you are actually submitted to the lordship of Jesus, he's not just cool, he's not just part of your life, but you said, be the lord of my life, lead my life, there's a difference. And it actually, it's so funny, I saw a thing just, I think it was yesterday, he's like, God's not asking for your strength, he has enough of his, what he's asking for is your weakness. Are you willing to actually... Just let him use you in your weakness. I didn't know, all you young people, God has new adventures for you in your, in your days ahead. You have better days ahead than what has been, I'm telling you. I didn't know I could be a youth pastor until, I, until God put me in a position to make me a youth pastor. I thought all I would do for my whole life was play drums. I, that's it. I was like, this is what he made me to do. This is my thing in life. And God, my father, I think, was just like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Some of you are about to maybe go to school for something, and Jesus is going to wreck your thoughts and be like, actually, I'm calling you to do this thing instead. Actually, I'm going to make you a mom. Actually, I'm going to make you a dad. Actually, I'm about to give you a greater gift than you could have ever imagined. But you need to trust. I'm giving you a gift. This is a... Um, it's like he gives us gifts that we need him to help us work. You know what I'm saying? It's like a BB gun. No one's going to give their little kid a BB gun and then just be like, yeah, go play in the yard. Like, well, I'm going to come with you. We're going to set up some targets. We will load that thing together. I will teach you how to shoot. It requires our togetherness. You guys, just because you're free from your mom and dad, you are going to be lean. It's like you're zero years old in the Lord right now. There is so much in your faith that's going to get real that you're going to have to learn how to walk in dependency upon the Lord. And I'm telling you, and I just want to be honest, a lot of it's going to feel like he's pulling you into places that you feel pretty weak in. But it's not your shame, it's your honor, okay? It's not your shame to feel like, man, he's just making me weak. He's, he's asking me to do things I don't feel like I'm good at. He's teaching us how to depend on him because this is what we were made for in the very beginning. We're not made to be made of ourselves. We're made in his image for his glory. The masterpiece of his creation created him for good works. It requires him. 
So young people, graduates, everything you do from here on out, you need Jesus for. He's not your cop-out, cliche, Sunday school answer. He is like what you need. In him is the fullness of life and the light of all men. So are you operating in submission to his lordship? It's, that's what it's going to require. That is what it's going to require. I think of um, David. I know I talk about David a lot, and Aaron actually prayed this in the last service over me, but when David is called to be anointed king, he's a teenager. Do you know when he became king of Israel? Decades later. Decades. And he's not just anointed like some random guy chose him and said, yeah, you'd make a good king, but it was Samuel who, the Bible says, the Lord let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. None of them. And Samuel anoints David. He's the one no one's looking for. And he says, you are the next king of Israel. And David goes through these decades of being, I'm sure, constantly questioning, like, I don't, like, when is it going to happen, Jesus? When do I get my kingship? When do I? But, and, and he goes through, you know, the, the trials of King Saul, chasing him down relentlessly, trying to kill him. You know, David has his battles. You should look at the life of David. It's pretty awesome. A lot of cool stories with David. And he even has moments to, like, take things into his own hands a few times with King Saul's life. Do you remember that? And he doesn't. He doesn't take Saul's life over and over again. I think it happens three times because he recognizes God's leadership, his lordship, and what God said will come to pass. If God has ordained me to be this person, then he's not a liar. That's good. Some of us have dreams in our heart that we're even like decades into adulthood now, and we feel like we haven't seen the dream come alive yet. He didn't put that in your heart to tease you. I promise you. So young people, as you move into adulthood, you just begin like, you need to walk in a greater dependency on the Holy Spirit, on God's presence, and the, leader, and the lordship of Jesus in your life. We need this. I'll say this, too, and this will be up there. More often than I personally am ready for, God wants to move in me and through me in ways that I don't find comfortable. More often than I would like him to, he's calling me into something that's making me feel uncomfortable. And I'm just telling you, it's not like, uh, so Jesus, he does want the best for your life. He wants it more than you do. I'm telling you right now, you cannot give yourself the best for your life. And I think, I mean, some of us, we're gonna, if you're like me, you're gonna be trying and it's, we're gonna learn things the hard way, but ultimately, we're gonna come around to see, wow, I never could play my life better than Jesus has. I never could do better for myself than Jesus has done for me. Never. And, and, and when the trial and when the hard parts of life come, it's not to break, it's not to like completely snuff you out. It's actually to make you and to build you into something stronger. Yeah. There's this, the Lord gave me this, a trial is a canvas for triumph. Trial is a canvas. I know, a little furtive line dropper thing there, right? Um, I make fun of Aaron all the time, how we're growing more and more like elevation. And he does CrossFit now, and his style is getting better. So, so y'all know, 
He really hates that I just said that. I love you, bro. Yeah. But look, for real, a trial is a canvas for God's triumph in your life. If you look at James, let's go to the book of James. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Everyone probably knows these by heart. Where's James at? I forget. Right there. Thank you. Consider, this is like one of the most ridiculous sounding verses I think an unbeliever could read and be like, that's stupid. That's why I don't follow Jesus. Look, (laughs) consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse 4 goes on, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We were made, again, this is one of my favorite scriptures ever. Genesis 126, it says, let us make mankind in our image, and in our image he created us. We were made to be like him. Now there's a daily process of outworking, of living out this thing, our faith, it's growing and we're maturing more and more like him, the more, we, the more we give ourselves to him, okay? The more we take time to sit and be like, wait, uh, I need you to teach me this, Jesus. Here's the thing, we, you will, I mean, you will be humbled quickly, young people, if you think you know it all and you charge into the world, but it's really good because God humbles those he loves. And what I've learned with humility is that you're, when you have a humble heart before Jesus, then you have a teachable heart. And I don't know everything there is to know. And when I try to come to him and be like, ah, no, I think I got this one, Jesus. It's okay. Like, I don't feel comfortable wherever you are. I think I'm going to try my thing instead. It's like I just completely rejected his wisdom and his way and his word. And it doesn't end up well for me. Never. If you read in the Psalms and just even just ancient Jewish people, they write like, I love your precepts. I love them. I meditate on them, not just an hour and a half weekly services, but day and night. They have the words of life. Challenging you graduates and you young people as you step in, as I, and I'm blessing you into what's next. But cling to the scriptures. Hold fast to the truth of God's word. So um, back to that phrase, too much, too fast. Um, I've learned, you know, it feels like a trial can come on or an uncomfortable moment can come on um, heavier or faster than I'm ready for it. But I've also learned there's a flip side. The blessing of God comes on way more abundantly than I'm ready for. Every time. And this is like, again, this is with renewed thinking. But you just stop for a moment. It's that kind of old thing of you stop and you count your blessings. And you just begin to say, wow, thank you, Jesus. We started with that scripture in Psalm 100. Thanksgiving and praise is the gateway into your presence. And then every song we sang was just that thing of I choose to bless you. I'm gonna lift my voice to you because, I mean, even the air gets clearer. The sun gets brighter. My soul feels lighter as I bless you because we were made to do this. 
when, I wanna ask you, when was the last time that you experienced the weight of his blessing? So much so that it crushed, it was crushing your doubts and your fears. When was the last time? Because this is how, like, there's an invitation for this kind of living every day. There really is. And I know we don't feel God every day. I really wasn't feeling like worshiping him. It was kind of just like, oh, I don't, I'm just uncomfortable right now. But there's a blessing. There's a blessing that we can't keep up with. Sometimes I just, like, I look at God's, um, what he's done in my life, and I just, like, I don't deserve what you have done. It's not just that you saved me and you call me righteous, but then how you bless me beyond that just blows my mind, Jesus. Right? How you've taken care of my family, how you've taken care of my home, how you've taken care of this ministry, how you've blessed this church. It's, it's too much for me to count. It's more than I can handle. And, and what he told me, too, was that you just, I just better get ready because as, as, as time goes on, things are only ramping up. And it's gonna feel like heartache and blessing are gonna be coming on way faster than we can keep up with him. But if you trust Jesus, if you keep your heart and your eyes fixed on him to the end, we'll be triumphant. And he just said, son, get used to it. And I'm, and I'm telling you now, like this is the message to relay to all of you. Get ready for things to ramp up both ways. But I'm telling you, the enemy will never outcurse his blessing. Never. Okay? And I was just, I was, so there's this guy came and did some work at my house a couple days ago. And he was telling me how uh, he's a small business guy. Um, he's like, you know, 2020, interestingly enough, I, I run a small business, and interestingly enough, 2020 was a remarkable year for my family and my business. They had children in 2020. Their business took off. And this guy has his faith in the Lord. And I said, you know, it's interesting. It's really interesting. 2020 is a, was a terrible year. It was a terrible year, but pretty much most every believer I talked to, it was a year where so many people grew in the Lord, and there was way more abundant blessing on them than there was um, cursing. Like maybe you've experienced, just look back at your 2020. I had, my daughter Lily was born in 2020. Some things shifted at home for us in 2020. And it was just like everything that the enemy meant for evil against me and my house, God is faithful enough to flip it for good. Every single thing. And so, I mentioned earlier, I want to share a song with you guys. It's called At the Start, um, and it's just a, so my wife and I write music. We really feel like a lot of these songs are just downloads from our Heavenly Father straight to us to encourage our hearts uh, in any kind of season, and so I thought, I thought this song was fitting. I wanted to sing it over the room today, sing it over graduates. I'm going to have Aaron come up, and I think he has something to share, but yeah, here we go. Yeah, can we say thank you to Jacob for a minute? This is, this is what your students get when they come on Wednesday nights. They don't get a message of, you should be better, right? They get a message of deeply seated, let's go after the heart of Jesus together. And, and I'm telling you, th this is why they outgrew the youth room that we just built for them. Um, this is why they meet in here now, because students are coming in and they want the real and the authentic. 
and they get the real and authentic with not just Jacob, but the team just shares their heart with them. And so um, I hope that you're encouraged today uh, by the word that he brought. And this song that he's going to sing over you, I just want you to close your eyes in a moment. I just want you to listen to those words. And I want you to think of the stage of life that you're in right now. I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. And if we have anybody in their hundreds, I want to meet you afterwards. But whatever stage of life you're in, I want you to listen to these words. And I want you to process where God has brought you. I want you to think about those places. And I want you to, as you think about those places where God has brought you, I'll bet you'll see that there were many times you didn't ever feel like you're going to get out of a situation and he brought you through it. You may be in a situation now where you're like, I don't know how he's going to bring me through it, but I have faith. He's going to do it. Jacob said a couple of things I just want to remind you of as you're thinking through this time that he's going to be playing. He said, more often than not, God wants to move in and through me in ways that I'm not comfortable with. Get used to the uncomfortable with the Lord. And there will come a time where you're like, I'm really comfortable with the uncomfortable. Get used to the awkwardness at times with the Lord, and there will come a time where you're like, I'm really comfortable with the awkwardness. He said something else that I thought was really good. He says, what offends my flesh is a moment of opportunity to be made alive in my spirit. Look, anytime you read the gospel, it's meant to offend our flesh. So that we don't want the flesh nature, we want the spirit nature through the Holy Spirit he's put inside of us. So again, listen to these words. This is all a growing process that we're in. New challenges will come in life, whatever stage you're in. But God is faithful. And so hear this song today. This start, this looks hard, and it is, but then you grow, and it's slow, and you wonder when you're gonna figure things out, and you're gonna figure them out, but it might not be right now. dream and you can see the grass is greener on the other side but I'm telling you right now don't miss out on right now I'm telling you right now don't miss out on right now afraid to try oh don't be afraid
you okay to give yourself to the time it takes to let your faith come alive? So let your faith come alive. Well, cause you're gonna take that mountain Though it looks so high You can overcome yourself Don't be afraid to climb Oh, don't be afraid One step, one breath, one look ahead. One step, one breath, one look ahead. One breath, one step, one look ahead. One breath, one step, one look. Oh, it's time to press in. But don't worry when. You're gonna make it If you give your whole heart Right from the start It's worth it It's worth it All the kinds of men you become Oh, thank you for this Oh, it's time will grow gift Yes, it is a gift One breath, one step One look ahead One breath, one step One look ahead One breath, one step One look ahead One breath, one step I was just feeling the Lord as, as Jacob was singing that uh, for all parents and all students, really, 100% of you out here, that one breath, one step, that, that the God who started a good work in you is faithful to bring it to completion. And so maybe you're feeling overwhelmed or um, I was just feeling the Lord like this, this past few weeks I've been feeling overwhelmed as a parent. Just like looking way ahead and thinking like, whoa, this, is, this has got me. This has got me. And so I'm just confessing that to you, and I don't think I'm alone. And so I, I just feel an, an urging from the Spirit to pray for us, that it be one breath, one step. The, the Scripture says that His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. A lamp only gives you enough light to see just a few steps ahead. And it requires you to put your trust in Him, that the next step will be provided and the light will go before you. Jesus is with you. He goes before you. He's behind you. He's beside you. I just want to pray for us. Again, this is for students alike, one step at a time. God is faithful, and he will finish that work in you. And it'll take time. It'll take perseverance and endurance, but he's got you. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful myself. I'm hopeful for these students. And so let, let's pray together in that, in that vein of saying, Lord, help us to endure, and not just endure for endurance sake, but to thrive even in endurance, even in the times of perseverance and struggle and trial that you're with us, God. And you will do something great in us and through us. So let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for a message that challenges us, gives us exhortation, 
one step at a time, one breath at a time. We thank you that you're with us in every step. And so, Lord, when I think that I need to take 10 in one day, I'm thankful that you're saying, Ryan, just take one step with me. That's the place of obedience. That's the place of worship. So I pray that for my friends. I pray that for parents. I pray that in relationships and marriages. I pray that for for students. I pray that as we parent, as we do family well, as we do relationships as the body of Christ well. Lord, it's one step at a time. And again, your faithfulness goes before us. Just as you've been behind us in your faithfulness, and we get to see the mile markers all just across our lives, we also trust that you're with us. The next mile marker, and the next mile marker, and the next mile marker. So may we run this race with endurance, Jesus. And again, we're just thankful that you're with us. Holy Spirit, that you've empowered us to live a life of godliness. We've got everything we need in you, Holy Spirit. And so for these students, we commit them into your care. For these parents, we commit them into your care. For the singles out there, we commit them into your care. 100% of every person in this room, we commit them into your care, Jesus. You will see us through. You'll be with us till the very end. We get to spend eternity with you. Oh, I pray that brings great joy to us as we walk out of these doors. You're with us. We pray these things in your powerful and wonderful name. Amen. God bless you as you go. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.